We're finally here, guys. Welcome to the Paularino Palace. I'm with my boy Jake Kaiser over here. Man, Josh, it's felt real, feeling really good to move on from the Dragon's Den into the Paularino Palace. And we're here at Cigars and Sports, the lab. <clears throat> About to break it down, we got pod number 10. Finally back in the double digits. It feels good. It's, it's been a while since the home of the fans since we've been in double digits, but we're here again. And uh, with the double digits, we want to say thank you, fans. You know, this is who we do it for. Um, and you guys keep our, us inspiring, keep us going. Um, also, plug into Faded Away, our new basketball podcast going over the basketball season. Uh, you don't want to miss out what's going on. And I have those special interviews from uh, guests and whatnot. Um, look out for Les's Locks coming in this Saturday. Also, for all you uh, gambling guys, Stu Mahoney, Shane Spillman, we're doing Wager Wednesdays featuring those two, possibly more. Comment on those fans. And last one, LA Wildcats XSVL has hit us up regarding media relations. Um, we want to know your guys' take. We have a few different names. LA Wildcats Times, LA Wildcat Times, LA Wildcats Media, LA Wildcats Press. And since you guys are our biggest supporters, we want to know uh, your guys' opinion on what route we should take. Anything I miss about uh, catching up really quick, guys? No, and then uh, Faded Away is going to be our transition from the baseball podcast, The High Cheese, THC. So, no, I think we've caught it all up, and uh, everybody's caught up. Just keep listening, tell your friends, comment. Uh, we're going to be getting more guests uh, now that we have some more room, so this is exciting. It's a good time to be at the Cigars and Sports Network. Shout out to my own personal sponsor, JLLLC. I uh, just want to appreciate you helping me with the move. And um, also plugging in Mr. Barry Luke coming in hot this week for our guest pod. Any shout outs for you really quick, guys? Uh, we're going to be gonna be doing an album review with our buddy Anthony. So that's another guest that we're going to be having on. And look out for potentially Ethan Machado. It's a full plate. I hope you guys are ready for it, because I start need, need to start getting ready for it, but that's what we're here for. So let's dive into pod 10 without further ado. Um, NFL, Kaiser's idea this week, NFL report cards. I couldn't say no, it sounded too good. Um, we broke it in. I got the NFC, Kaiser's got the AFC. Kind of looking over the teams, I feel like the NFC might have some, some higher grades over the year as far as expectation and play so far this year. What about you? Yeah, I kind of agree. When I know when I noticed I was going through it, I noticed that the league on the AFC or the grades were kind of weighted towards the bottom. Mm-hmm. So you want to go uh, start with F and go to A's, or how do you want to rock, rock and roll with it? Yeah, you want to do uh, yeah. thirty like thirty-two or like. A, how about you give me your F's and I'll go with my F's and then we'll go D's, All right. C's, B's. I got three teams that are F's. Uh, that is the Cincinnati Bengals, the New York Jets, and the Miami Dolphins. Bengals are winless. They just moved on from their quarterback. They do get A.J. Green back this week, so that's something to look for. Joe Mixon has been nothing this year. Gio Bernard, they've had no run game. They are doing well passing, but they're 0-8. Uh, New York Jets, they continue to make a mess of what their situation is. I don't. I wouldn't be surprised if Adam Gase gets fired this year. I thought they would do better with Darnold coming back, but they just really haven't taken a step forward. And the Miami Dolphins, they're... I have them on the highest. They're like a, you know, they're close to a D. If Blake said, and almost an, uh, what did Blake got an F plus one year. So, um, 
the Miami would be there. They're trying to lose, but they keep their or they they're trying to tank, but they end up kind of winning, and they're in, they're requiring draft picks, so they're kind of in the best situation. What who are your F teams? Yeah, so I got um, my F minus team is the Jets. They may be playing a little better than other teams, but they had some expectations to take out the Patriots. The Bills weren't really even being talked about. It was all the Jets as far as the AFC East were being talked about. Uh, people actually thought they were dark horse. Sam Darnold took a step back. He saw ghosts. There's no part of the team that looks like they're a contender, and they traded away their best player in Leonard Williams. So um, I honestly think Adam Gates might be coaching his way out of a position. Mm-hmm. Number two, uh, I only had two teams at an F. My other F team is uh, Redskins. Um, it's unfair AP is there. That's the one thing the NFC, take away. Right? The Jets or the NFC? Oh, I did do the NFC. Anyways. That's for the AFC. But okay. I was just... Every, every other team. Yeah. <laughs> every other team. I was team. like, oh, shit. I didn't do the <laughs> NFC. <laughs> the Redskins are my only team that's an F. AP, it's unfair that he's playing there. The playing and the managing, as far as GM, is terrible there. And I just didn't have any expectations for them anyways this season. Yeah. I'll just go into my Ds really quick then. D+, plus, I have the Giants. Uh, started with some optimism. That's where they get the D+. Plus. Since then, they were playing the way we thought they would. Danny Dimes' hype has kind of died. Uh, I think he'll be a solid quarterback, but by any means, he's not the number six, uh, you know what I mean, they projected him to be. Um, what about you guys? Yeah, I feel that he, with the limited weapons and stuff, they're gonna. it's going to take some time for him to evolve into something that is a franchise quarterback. He has the intangibles and the the... He's on the way to do it, but right now with not a lot of talent around him, not counting Saquon Barkley, it's going to take a little bit. And then my D teams? Yeah, your D teams. Oh, okay. Um, I have three D teams, and that's uh, Tennessee, Denver, and Cleveland. Cleveland's been a mess. Baker Mayfield shaved his mustache at halftime. We kind of discussed, Josh had asked me, imagine if you're a coach and your player says that he's going to go shave at halftime. They're 2-6. and Denver's three and six, and they they just brought in their new quarterback. Or, yeah, they brought in their new quarterback, Brandon Allen. There's three Allen starters this year. That's kind of crazy. Um, but they Fangio's a defensive guy, so he looks he looks to play the part defensively. If they can not turn the ball over and maybe get some run game, they can maybe get a couple more game uh, win, squeeze out a few more games. And lastly, for my D teams are Tennessee. They're kind of they bench Mariota. They're holding on to a thread with. Tannehill it's not much of an upgrade but he doesn't turn the ball over so they're gonna have to rely on the defense which is physical and a physical runner in Derrick Henry so they're kind of up in the air who are your D teams I, I just gave my D's okay. your C's um, teams or should I go to my C teams then yeah go to your C's okay there's five teams in the C teams uh I gave five teams a C uh, report card grade that's the Indianapolis Colts, the Oakland Raiders, the Jacksonville Jaguars, the L.A. Chargers, and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Starting with Pittsburgh, they traded a first-rounder for Minka Fitzpatrick, which turned out to be really good. He's had a pick in three straight games, including two pick sixes, I believe. L.A. Chargers, they, uh, they lost tonight. They had the chance to win. They gave up a touchdown last second to Josh, Josh Jacobs, right? Yeah. And that helped my fantasy team, thank gosh. Um, I know, I thought it was had you intact. Me and Kaiser are <laughs> going head-to-head this week. Um, we should post. We'll post our our scores like next week and see who won. Yeah. 
And my next team on the, at the C, who could be B, B team, uh, whether they get, they're getting Nick Foles back this week, and he played well. He went down in the 11th snap of the season, and that was his, that was actually a touchdown pass. The connection I mentioned before with D.D. Westbrook seems to be real, so he'll step right in. Minishu was a hype for a little bit, but he might not be ready. He four turnovers in the last quarter that he played. Next team's Oakland. They won tonight, like I mentioned. They're kind of a bold team. Um, they they're identity. They just want to run the ball really. And Indianapolis is my last C team. They uh, they're kind of they're playing a defense. Jacoby Jacoby Brissett kind of got hurt last past week. He's having some uh, problems with lateral movement, but they're they're tough. They're gritty. So they're my last C teams. Who are your C teams? All I know is I would not want you to be my my teacher, guys. That is a tough grade. Colts has, and you're still counting them only a C. I thought they they done pretty well. Uh, Bursette, they've only lost three games, correct? Yeah, five and three. Bursette's, you know what I mean, proving <coughs> he can be a winning quarterback, just like Garoppolo. Um, I think the Patriot or the Patriots, yeah, kind of turned that table as far as Castle and you know what I mean. It was a system and or Tom Brady. I feel like they, you know, what I mean, they produced some winners. For me, I have two C teams: the Cardinals. It's just kind of like their team. They're average. They're three, three and one. <laughs> Kyler Murray is playing average. Um, I know he's breaking all these new rookie records, but you guys don't understand. It's the way the game's played. It's the way that offense is played. It's the opportunities that he's being given. But, I mean, just look at the record. Just look at the way the games are being won and, and, and how he's, like, dominating. It's not really dominating. It's just some stats. You know what I mean? It could go to him. It could go to the running back. They just throw the ball a lot. Um the one thing I do think is being overlooked, Chandler Jones, he has nine and a half sacks, and I think he, he's a front runner for the defensive player of the year. Um, so that is a big highlight out of them. And they uh, others, traded for Kenyon Drake. And they traded for Kenyon Drake. Um, not too sure how big that's going to be, but I think it's a solid backup running back. Um, my other C team, and this is has to do with expectation mixing in, C-plus is the Rams. Uh, recent Super Bowl appearance. Um, and that plays into this report card, like I just said. They're not the same team as last year. Uh, Goff isn't playing the, the same. Brandon Cooks has been out all year. McVay Co- isn't coaching the same. McVay is, is – his play call is definitely different. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> there was not as much hype around him. I don't know if they're kind of just overhyped him the first year or just – you know what I mean? They're shying away from it because they can see it. And uh, Cooper Cup, you know what I mean? We knew he was going to be there, and he's still producing – um, the defense, they, they just got Jalen Ramsey, so I do see them uh, making a s- significant switch into the next half of the year. I still think they're going to be a playoff team, and I still think they're dangerous. I just think this first half they've been kind of playing to uh, not to their level. For Bs, I have three B teams. Um, solid B for the Lions. Uh, unlike... The Rams of Lions didn't have so much expectations. Stafford could be an MVP candidate if he wasn't 3-3-1, three, three, and one, and they could easily be 6-1-1 um, six, six, one, one, or 6-2-1. and one. They could be almost undefeated, too. They lost a few games by last-second plays, last-second field goals, last-minute, you know what I mean, fourth-quarter drives, and their defense has been really, really solid. <clears throat> I think Patricia has, has proven himself as an you know, NFL coach. Um, my second B team is going to be the Seahawks. 
B plus. Running game not as affected as we planned, and the defense is not as good as we've recently seen in the past. But Danger Russ is playing as an MVP level. Um, the one thing I do see now is at the beginning of the year, or even last year, they might have had one of the worst receiving cores over the last five years. And now I'm looking at it, they might have the best. Josh Gordon, Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf. Size, speed. And they have slot. everything right now. Um, and then they even have Will Disley, who was doing really, really good before he got hurt. Towards ACL, unfortunately. <clears throat> My last B team goes to the Packers. The D was the talk for the first quarter of the year. Now it's all about Aaron Rodgers. Uh, they had a terrible week this last week, so I don't count it too much, but uh, I really see them in the playoff hunt. What about you guys? Yeah, <clears throat> my B teams are, I have three. That'd be Houston, Kansas City, and Buffalo. Um, Buffalo is kind of a tweener team right now. They play good defense. They want to beat you 24-17. to 17. Devin Singletary's back. He's, he provided 100 yards um, in his first start back. It's from injury. Kansas City, they Matt Matt Moore has stepped in and played well coming up. Maybe the coach in high school has kept him in the game, and but he's really he's no Mahomes, granted, but he's stepped in and played well enough. He's really made sure that they they he hasn't put a question mark to the running game. He's uh, he's played well enough to that they haven't had to use it as much. And then my B team, I want to give him an A. But it's Houston. They kind of there's moments where they play really well. There's moments where they play down to their competition. I'm glad that they played well in um, London. They didn't play to their competition in that game. They're coming off a bye now, and that was a great time. But they have uh, Baltimore and um, New England on the schedule upcoming. So we're gonna have a real test upcoming. And going in, <clears throat> do you do you think that's a testament to their coaching though? Because I really believe what you said. You know what I mean? They play up to to the great teams, and then they play down to the bad teams. Um, you, you see that in Bill O'Brien, or yeah, I do. It's ha- I do. It's happened more than it's happened more than on multiple occasions. Where at, there's times where I mean, there's also times where we play against a big team where we get blown out. So it's all you know what I mean. But I feel like more often than not, it is to the competition. And then I did leave out some teams. That's probably why mine was so bare. I was like, why am I not talking so much? Because, um, <clears throat> you know what I mean? I just love hearing it. But <laughs> I did have some teams on the side. Let me run them through really Please. quick because they're not A's. At D+, I have the Bears. They were in the offseason. Um, talk of the Super Bowl, Dark Horse, Champs, all this, all that. Um, quarterback play has been terrible. Did I overrate them as a D? No, I don't think so. Trubisky, I believe, got the most votes. For Should I have been an F? Should I give them an F? Because like no, they were just no. so overhyped. Okay, D. Um, for my C's that I missed out on, C minus Eagles again. Super Bowl talent team with a quarterback, um, with a quarterback that plays good. Carson Wentz is underperforming though, but I do see them having a big second half run. Uh, B minus, C minus again. Buccaneers um, average, just like we expected. Uh, Chris Godwin is going to make the Pro Bowl there. That's a take right there. And then my C-plus is going to go to the Cowboys, America's team. They have the number one ranked offense in the NFL right now. I didn't know that. You didn't know that. I didn't know that either, but I found that out. But they're (laughs) playing, like you said, good against good teams, bad against bad teams. Um, They're just too inconsistent for me, so that's why they're going to get a C. And then my last B that I left out on is the Panthers. Uh, Cam is out. Christian McCaffrey is playing an MVP. With Cam being out, no one would have expected this. Kyle Allen is, Kyle Allen is playing great. 
um, along with a pleasant surprise in Brian Bourne, Brian Burns, their new uh, rookie um, pass rusher. So he's doing really, really well. Go to A's, guys. Uh, there's two teams in the AFC that I gave A's, and they actually got to play Sunday night in the primetime game. Patriots and the Ravens. Patriots, we all know, lost their first game to Baltimore. And the good thing for Bill this game is that the Patriots did lose this game, and it's very hard to beat a Bill Belichick game, uh, coach team twice. So they're likely going to meet again in the playoffs, and I don't see the Ravens doing that again as I mean, I, I can see the Ravens will they'll bring the same playbook or the same game play uh, game plan, but not to the same effectiveness. But the Ravens beat New England with their own medicine. Hold the ball, run the ball, and it worked. Um, as a Patriots fan, Josh was it tough to watch, but it was kind of not overdue. But here's the one thing <clears throat> that you kind of learned um, about Belichick. If he knows he's going to play you in the playoffs, he's going to give you his game plan C and B. He's not going to give you his A game plan. So you know that wasn't his best plays he was going to play. You know what I mean? He was saving his best for later when he plays them against them. You know what I mean? He was trying to see if this D and C plan would even work. And it didn't work. But, um, <clears throat> you know, was it a little, you know, yeah, you know, you'll be a little skeptical when it comes around because cause you know how amazing of an athlete Lamar Jackson is. But it's not going to be the same game plan, and, and it's going to be more effective for sure. Interesting. I, I could totally see Bill doing that. Like, I know what I want to do, but I'm not going to try that yet. Mm-hmm. What about your once you see teams? it once, <clears throat> Yeah, so my A teams, A- minus goes to the Vikings. Wasn't such a hard start in the season. Um, Packers could be an A- minus too. They're kind of at the same s- spot, just the Vikings, that taste of that last game, I guess. Um but they have a really balanced offense now. Kirk Cousins is finally throwing the ball. Obviously, Dalvin Cook um, is is a beast right now, and uh, they've had one of the greatest, you know, what I mean, best defenses over the last five, ten years, and keep going. They look like one of those teams that could do the miracle in Minnesota again. For A, <clears throat> another A, just solid A Saints. You know, what I mean, Drew Brees out. Teddy goes five and zero. Their defense is playing great. Uh, obviously, balanced. Um, and they're just ready to roll. And then I got one A-plus team that goes to the 49ers. Wow. <clears throat> With no feature back. They have like three running backs they use. No superstar, bonafide, number one wide receiver. They did trade for Emmanuel Sanders, but he isn't he, he isn't that diva Odell back then. He's, he's 5'11". He doesn't have the speed for, you know what I mean, a, a stretch, a deep threat wide receiver. He doesn't have the size for the outside wide receiver. He doesn't play slot. He's he's a good wide receiver, but by he all means, shows up to work every day and works. Is hard. he a top ten wide receiver? No. Is no. he a top twenty? I wouldn't even say that. So is he a, like a bona fide number one wide receiver? No. Jimmy G, go look at his stats. Is he playing like an MVP? No. But they're still a no. And Their defense giving up a fourteen a little bit more now, but I think it's like sixteen points a game. Um, later on, I think I will mention this later. <clears throat> With that being said. I do think the Seahawks will take the division. They have to play them they twice. Play Monday night. They play on Monday night, and I think Russ is going to take it. I don't know. If I just see Russ and Jimmy G, who are you going to pick? You know what I mean? Russ is going to take that I can't, team you, down. You him. can't count out Russell Wilson. So It goes Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers. I'm sorry. At, like, at the end of the game. I'm sorry. 
<clears throat> but that's a report card for you guys. We'll be right back. We're gonna do a commercial. When we come back, we're just gonna do a quick fantasy preview to, to help you win your league. Um, touch base on college football and college basketball since it started. And then, uh, you know what I mean? Just give a little background on our boy Barry Luke as we, uh, we dive into our guest pod with him. We'll be right back, guys. Ever been strapped on cash? Need some quick? Don't want to work for it? Want to test your luck at the tables? Well, JRL LLC may or may not be doing some underground gambling soon. So email us at jrlllcoutlook.com if you want that information. Hi guys, it's Jake with Prismatic. Join us on November 30th when we team up with Coalesce at the Tiki Bar. It's going to be a dancing night of fun with good drinks and good times. We're building up for their year-end party in the desert. Join us. Rugs will be cut. Where's are at 8? I'm ready for that party. It's going to be lit. Can I tell you a joke really quick, guys? Knock, knock. Just kidding. Go ahead, yeah. <clears throat> All right, so, you know, the grandpa was sitting with his grandson. And the grandson's like, hey, can I, you know what I mean, a hit of that cigarette? And he's like, yeah, when, you know what I mean, the tip of your dick can touch your asshole, finally, then you can have the cigarette. And he's like, no, oh, I can't do it. And he's like, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? A few years later, he's like, can I have a drink of that, that beer? And the grandpa goes again, yeah, when the tip of your dick can touch the asshole, your asshole, then you can have a sip of this beer. And he's too young, so I can't do it. <clears throat> a few years later, they're, they're fishing, right? And um, the grandpa sees that the kid has some cookies. And he's like, hey, can I have a cookie? And he's like, hey, grandpa, can the tip of your dick touch your asshole? And he's like, yeah, of course. And he's like, well, why don't you go fuck yourself then? Because grandma made these cookies for me. <laughs> 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 all right guys we're gonna dive into fantasy this is how you win your fucking league right here um we're gonna tell you who to trade for and how they're gonna win your league so kai's who's your quarterback you called him average a little bit earlier and that's okay right now because let's say you have a good really good roster and you just need a quarterback and right now towards the end of the towards the playoffs you don't want to turn the ball over so that's kyler murray um, he's only thrown five interceptions this year, and I, I see that to kind of more of the same. If they play from behind, he'll be throwing, which will be a bonus, and he doesn't take many sacks, and he doesn't turn the ball over, and they just added uh, Kenyon Drake. So that gives him a bit of a run game, two running backs. So that could be – the Cardinals could be up to something. They're average, yes, but they don't turn – he doesn't turn the ball over in a quarterback – there could be point you could be playing in a league where it's minus four or minus six points. So Kyler Murray could be a good play. Average, I did say, but I also said he is putting up stats. Um, I just thought those stats were kind of inflated. Key point, you said he's playing from behind, and that's one thing this quarterback's going to be doing too is playing from goddamn behind. And that's Matt Ryan, um, <laughs> averaging over twenty points a game though, twenty point two <laughs> points a game. Um, <clears throat> terrible defense, due because everyone is hurt. And like I said, they just have too much wide receiver talent, so he's going to keep it up. My running back, he's the number nine running back, averaging 14.2 points a game. Um, it's Chris Carson at the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, he gets 25 to 30 touches as, as far as running and receiving. And uh, he's got really, really consistent numbers. Um, you know what I mean? They're always uh, around 10 to 20. He doesn't have the five and the 30-point game. So you know you, what you're going to get from him. What about you, guys? 
Mine, I'm going to go a little home team bias here, and that's Carlos Hyde. He's the 25th ranked running back right now. He has 200-yard games, which were both uh, against his former teams. And his playoff schedule, get this, Josh, or like the last few weeks, Denver, Tennessee twice, and Tampa Bay. So I see the Texans taking a full, uh, playbook change and trying to control the ball on the ground towards the end of the season, especially trying to keep Watson healthy so he doesn't get hit. So I, I see them running the ball a lot more. Going into my uh, wide receiver, uh, Tyrell Williams, even though I don't think he played well tonight, I, I did have to work well, so I'll dig into the game a little bit later. Um, his targets have decreased the last few games, but I think that's because of Jacobs' increased load. Jacobs did play well again tonight, but when teams do find a way to kind of limit Jacobs, I think they are going to have it will reset itself, and I do think Tyrell Williams will be a good play. Um, who's your uh, wide receiver, Josh? Yeah, I shouted out Matt Ryan be, or Matt Matt Stafford for being an MVP earlier, and this is his go-to guy this year. Is Kenny Galladay is the number. 10 wide receiver, averaging 15.4 points a game. Um, like I said, he's reaping Stafford's benefits, and I, I continue to see him continually going forward. Uh, he's not that big name, and that's what shoots me into our tight end. It's Austin Hooper. He's the number one tight end this year. Um, I'm looking at this. I did all this research, and I just traded for Kelsey. And you know, I think Mahomes coming back. Yes, Kelsey can make a run, but I, I think I should have traded for Hooper. It wouldn't have been as big as a value. That's for sure. What about you guys? Kelsey over Hooper? or No, Hooper over Kelsey. Yeah, Hooper is the number one, but Mahomes is coming back. Tyreek is kind of, uh, healthy, so I think it'll come back to more usual. They do need to find some more rhythm with Kelsey towards the playoff season, but I do think that Kelsey is the right move over Hooper. <clears throat> and then uh, we were going to go into uh, some college, right? I got to do my tight end. My oh, tight end sorry. pick would be Noah Font. He has 17 targets in the last three games. He's a tight end for Denver. They have a favorable matchup, and with uh, Flacco out, it could be a nice rookie-to-rookie con- uh, or Brandon Allen to Noah Font connection towards the future, so that's something that you could be looking forward to. <clears throat> fight, fight. I don't know. What's USC's song? But uh, going to college football, uh, top four just dropped. We just wanted to touch base on those four teams. Number one, O-H-I-O. O-H-I-O. The Ohio State University. Shout out Remy. Rem Rem. Rem Rems. Rem Dog 94. Remy Pacine. Um, number two. Who is also a member of the Paul Arena Palace, though. Who's also a member of the Paul Arena Palace. We get shining that buck flag high on Saturdays. Uh, not as high as the SC flag, though, with Kai's um, sitting on an SC blanket right now. By the way, Urban Meyer to SC, that, was shouted, that came out this week. It's a possibility. Possibility. Yeah, Daddy's kinda, coming home is yeah. what Remy said. Words from her. <laughs> I mentioned, uh, I've been saying that for a few years now, and I was called crazy, put him in an insane asylum, but hey, it could be happening. So number one, Ohio State. Number two, LSU. Number three, Alabama. Number four, Penn State. Guys, is that disrespectful? Alabama got number three? Uh, I don't believe so. They haven't really played anybody. They have their first real test against LSU this weekend. Now, ask me next week after if we talk, or the next time we talk about college football because 
I think that the winner of Saturday's game obviously goes to number one, and the loser probably still is at number three. But I think they, I think they think LSU wins that game, so I think they're just preparing everybody for that. So, also, I look at the standings. Clemson's undefeated. They're the national champions. You're still the national champions until you're not. I agree. How are you number five? I agree with that. And Trevor Lawrence, he's really he hasn't taken a huge step back, but. Teams are starting to play well. They're starting to know his tendencies somewhat, and they that the the loss close to the close loss to North Carolina early in the year has kind of haunted them. Um, teams like LSU is playing Bama, Florida, Auburn, and Texas on their schedule. Ohio State they've they've played tough games. They have the toughest schedule in the Nate conference or in the nation, and they're they're beating teams by. 15 points, 25 points, 50 points. So, and Penn State beat Michigan and they're going to play Iowa. So, I think they're kind of finally trying to hurt or take points away, I guess, for length of strength of schedule. As they should, I just feel like, as far as the um, national champion thing goes, you know, you, you yeah. have some type of respect. Because what if they were undefeated? They didn't make the playoffs, or you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Who knows how it goes. Um, going into that, <clears throat> what were we going to dive into next? College basketball, correct? Yeah, tipped off Monday, Tuesday. There was a couple big games, Kansas uh, versus Duke and Michigan State versus Kentucky. I saw that freshman hit a wet three. Um, why don't you give us the preseason rankings really quick? Top 10, though, guys. The top 10 preseason rankings. Number one is Michigan State. Number two is Kentucky. This was, uh, again, this was before this Tuesday tip-off. Uh, number three, Kansas. Number four, Duke. Number five, Louisville. Number six, Florida. Number seven, Maryland. Number eight, Gonzaga. Number nine, UNC. And number 10, Villanova. So... Kind of, it's been kind of like this, more the same uh, the last few years in college basketball. It's good to see uh, Gonzaga up there. Maryland, to me, is probably the most unfamiliar face in this. Um, I like North Carolina down at number nine. That's kind of un, unheard of. Not maybe I'm not gonna say unheard of, but for the past couple years. So I'm actually kind of excited for college basketball. There's no Zion, of course, this year, but. Uh, I'm actually going to tune in a little bit. Hopefully, maybe catch some SC games at the Galen Center this year since we're all moved in at the Paul Arena Palace. But we'll tune in more when we know more. Yeah, I can't find my notes for the college, but I do remember stating one thing. Um, Under Armour must have made a big push over the last few years. Uh, like, you know what I mean? Because they are the sponsors of Maryland, and I do think that's one of the things why the, the team came out. Uh, they did have a solid team last year with Bruno Fernando and a few other solid players, and they ended up going pro. Uh, another thing, Memphis, they had the number one recruiting class. Penny Hardaway is their uh, <clears throat> their coach now. Juwan Howard at Michigan. And, um, <clears throat> and I think they have a few of the top players, and they weren't in the top ten, but I expect them to possibly make some some moves. Yeah. Uh, Michigan was in the top ten, correct? No, no. Oh, they weren't, okay. Uh, <clears throat> besides that... Place. We do have a guest going on, um, dear friend of Kaiser's. Yeah. Uh, me and him also have some some past experience running into, but he does a podcast 
So we're going to go over a little sports podcasting. Um, he does one specifically on his fantasy draft, 32-man league. Can you just give us a quick 30-second intro on Barry Luke, guys? Yeah, you know, he's as there's a sports commercial around here that my boy Barry. Barry's tickets, but Barry's, you know, he's a friend of mine. And uh, we work together at What A Lot Of Pizza. We share a love of sports, love of talk. He talks a lot louder than I do. But uh, he's a funny cat. I think you guys will enjoy um, his mindset. He's the f- type of guy that's going to be the first one, the loudest. He's going to be the first one to say something to the umpire and the loudest. So, And he won't, he won't give it up. So I don't know if that's a good... Hopefully that's an okay representation of what to expect from him. But Barry's an interesting cat. Yeah. Oh, sure, sure. I'm ready to get lit and see uh, see how it goes with him. You'll be our second guest, and uh, we'll go from there. <clears throat> All right, guys. Until then, tune in to Faded Away. Tune in to Les Locks. Tune in to the Guest Pod. Check out the Insta. Kai's is doing big things there. We got Throwback Thursday today, tomorrow. We got plans all week, guys. So uh, come check us out. Come say hi, and uh, peace out.